Virginia. This is Bang the Book, Fade the Sharps. I am the professor joined by Kanto the Greek on Thursday, October 21st here. Coming at you for week seven. Kanto, how are we feeling tonight? Feeling good, man. Feeling excited, ready to take another show on. It's going to be a good night, buddy. Good to hear. Good to hear. Last week, we had exciting week six. Kanto plays going two and two. The professor goes two and one to gain a little bit of ground here in the uh, in the chase for the Kanto Cup. <laughs> the Con- Kanto, you're coming in here. I'm looking at the plays. I think you're coming in at 15 and five overall on the season. I'm coming in at nine and nine, so that puts me four back in the loss column, six back in the win column. So I'm five games back here heading into week seven with I guess 11 weeks to go which seems like a lot but we're moving <laughs> right along so uh in week six Kanto you go two and two get the split of course I won the first two did not hit the bills on Monday night as was a big upset by uh, Tennessee and we'll talk more about the Tennessee game against Kansas City and we'll kind of chop some other games up here a little bit later in the show but Kanto Give me some rapid-fire National Football League top five teams, one through five. Who do you have through week six? Yeah, so you got to give the Cardinals their due uh, right now currently. I'm not usually a Kyle Murray fan, but, I mean, he's just played really well, and that defense looks really good. So I'm going to go Cardinals one. Uh, I might I might surprise you here. I think I think Baltimore Ravens are number two. I think they're – I think that the game they played last week against the Chargers, I was just waiting for them to have that breakout game. And with that quarterback, Lamar Jackson, I mean, I just, he is just so electrifying that he can win games on his own. He's throwing the ball pretty well. I'd like to see him throw a little bit better, but uh, I think the Ravens are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC. At three, I'm taking my team, my boys, the Dallas Cowboys, at five and one with a healthy Dak. I think he's, a, he's an MVP caliber player he could win the he's definitely going to win the comeback player of the year but potentially win the mvp um right tucked right behind that uh we'll go back we'll stay out west with the rams just a really really good football team uh electrifying to watch from the scoring standpoint dafford has done really well he's got cup who's having a monster year uh it's gonna be fun to watch them in arizona keep to do to go at it and then uh, they got, I guess, one more game. But, I mean, I think the Rams are pretty damn good. And then you can't count out Tampa Bay. I think uh, Brady is obviously surrounded by a ton of weapons. Antonio Brown's one of the top three wide receivers in the game, period. I can't, I don't, You can't even debate it. He runs routes better than anybody. And um, he's just really freaking good. And he's got the best quarterback of all time throwing the ball to him. That, that defense will sure up by the end of the year. And, and then they play in the NFC South, so they're going to – they're going to roll through that division. If you really think about it, like Tampa Bay and Dallas are just going to steamroll their division. They're going to be they're going to be walking their ways into the end the playoffs. They'll probably lock that up by week fifteen. So that's my top five: the Arizona, Baltimore, uh, Dallas, L.A., Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm intrigued that there's just one AFC team in there. Do you think the AFC is down this year, or uh, do you think Baltimore is just that much better than the rest of the competition? I mean, I'm really big on the Chargers. I mean, I, I I believe they're a good football team. I just, I thought the Ravens really put it on them. And I believe that when you look at where you're going to have to play, if you win the AFC, if you have to play in Baltimore, 
that's not an easy place to play. Um, and I just, I don't know if the AFC is down or if the NFC is just, they've got some stacked teams. I mean, even if you could argue that Green Bay deserves to be up there in the top five too. So, I mean, the NFC has some powerhouse teams and with Kansas City uh, falling off and the Buffalo loss to Tennessee, I think the, I think the Bills, again, are arguably a top five team, but they lost to Tennessee on Monday night. I mean... I don't know if Tennessee is a great team, but they, you know what I mean? But that's just a bad loss for Buffalo. So I, uh, I don't know. I, it's a great question. I, I just think the NFC is, it is, you know, it's just, yeah. it's not that AFC is down. It's just, they're stacked. I really like Baltimore. I, I'm telling you, there's something about winning those close games, that close game in Detroit never is a good shit. They barely beat Detroit. Right. And then they win that next game against the Colts where they come back. I mean, it's just, Good teams find a way to win, and, you know, they manhandled that team on Sunday. Well, to add on to that, they beat Kansas City by a point. Right. On, uh, uh, Monday night football, I believe it was, or Sunday night football back in week two or three, I want to say it was. So, yeah, they've won several close games. But there's two ways of looking at that. You can say, yeah, good teams find a way to win games, or you can say that over time, uh, they'll kind of come back to the pack and they'll start losing a game here and there when it's a field goal or a one or two point game. So I, I, I get what you're saying. And, and Baltimore looks really good, but they could easily be a team that has, you know, two or three losses right now. Yeah, but they're only, but that one loss came at the beginning of the year to the Raiders, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. they could have won that game. Which in itself too. probably shouldn't have happened. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. So you could, you could also be staring at a 6-0 and o team. I just think Lamar Jackson is one of those players where he's so electrifying. He can take over a game by himself. And if he truly learns how to be a better pocket passer, um, he's going to be unstoppable because he can't do the running for the next five to six years. He's going to have to sit back. But he, he had a really good game against the Colts. I mean, 85% passer rating and 85% on his passes. And he just... You know, being here and listening to them and, and listening to the local radio, I mean, they feel really good about the team, and they should because it's 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 it could it could make a run for sure. Conte, let me ask you this: you know, with the proliferation of sports gambling, it seems like everybody out there has their plays every week. Um, is there any reputable site or? Uh, talking head that you've been looking at during your 15 and five heater that's kind of giving you some some inside intel not nothing at all honestly um i honestly just i look at the lines when they open up on monday and then i look at the or on sunday usually sunday night after the, the, the games end and then i look at the lines right before we do the show yeah and i yeah. uh kind of make a decision i you know there's some things i thought i thought the i thought week I thought last week was a little bit tougher. Uh, I thought week five was actually kind of tough too. But um, was that week five? This is week seven, right? So five and six seem to be a little tough. But and even this week looks to be challenging. The problem is, is that you have these big ass lines like Detroit at sixteen and a half slash seventeen. You have yes. seventeen and a half in another game, and you're like, there's just no fucking way that an NFL team should be be, you know, getting seventeen points. You know what I mean? But right. it's, you know, but that's what kind of entices you a little bit. You know what I mean? To, to bet next thing you know, they lose by 30. <laughs> right. <laughs> just one right. of those things. Um, I, you know what? You know what? The, the, you know what? The what it, I've done really, really well 
this year and I do this um, pick them thing. It's a couple hundred people and uh, you do the confidence rating in the games, you know what I mean? Where you pick yeah, one through yeah. 16. I'm actually leading it this year. I was like way, really bad last year. Really, really bad last year. And I took a different approach to it. Um, and I'm, I'm leading the whole thing this year. Uh, I've just had a really good run of what I would call gut calls that, that were made out, that went well for me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, well, it's kind of well, the, the thing is, everyone uh, has their talking head or has their guy they look at, whether it be on TV or Instagram. But we're living in an age of both specialization and unprecedented access to information. We can look up any statistic, data, or figures on our own, yet we don't. We rely on the talking heads to tell us how to feel. <laughs> I could very well be talking about politics, but I'm not. I'm talking about the world of sports gambling. It is easier to lose money playing somebody else's plays rather than your own. After all, there's no, account no accountability when it's somebody else's plays. On the flip side, winning by playing another person's plays feels hollow. We've all looked to the sharps on ESPN or social media, but the reality is that sports gambling is probably the most difficult thing to do correct correctly. That is why, for the sake of dignity and self-respect, fade the sharps and bet on yourself. <laughs> because even if you lose, you went down swinging. I love it, man. I love it. Hey, that brings us into week seven here on Bang the Book. Kanto, what are the three plays and the wild card this week? All right, well, you're going to have to pick the wild card, right? Um, always. Always do. All right, so... I like the Monday night game. I like the Seahawks plus five. Um, I would buy it. It was at four and a half or five. It depends on when you took it or you could buy it there. Uh, I just like Gino in that game. I think he's played halfway decent uh, since he's yes. played uh, there. And they're going to have to – I actually like to win the game because they need to win to keep pace. And uh, that's just something that – I believe I've always felt that is interesting with, with football. You know, you kind of look at a game and you're like, all right, so this team has to win. They're Seattle. It's Russell Wilson. You want to, they're, they're usually competitive. They can't fall that far down the division. They usually find a way to squeak out the game. Plus they're at home. So Seattle getting five points at home against, you know, who's who leads the Jameis Winston Saints. Like I just, that's a lot of points in my opinion. It is um, a lot of points. And if you look at the completion percentage of all qualifying quarterbacks in the National Football League, Jameis Winston is coming in at 29th, completing just over 60% of his passes this season. So uh, on the road in a tough spot in Seattle, I, I tend to, to, to agree with you there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I know we're, we're talking through the end Thursday night game. This is one of my plays, but I did like the Browns tonight at minus one and a half. I thought that was a good play. But uh, I'll take the I'll take the next favorite, the Falcons minus two and a half. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where they're playing a team in Miami that in the beginning of the season, you thought they would actually be a pretty competitive team. But it feels like the wheels have fallen off in Miami. Like, they're really not competitive. They lost the Jags in London. Um, Tua doesn't seem to be the quarterback of the future. Uh, they just, you've lost a little faith in the Dolphins. And the Falcons, while they're not great, 
They still have Matty Ice, and he can sling the ball around with the best of them. So I'll take the Falcons here, minus two and a half. Uh, I just think the the, the the Dolphins are falling apart. So they looked really bad in London last week. Um, I, I have no faith in Miami. <sighs> Matt, you know, Matt Ryan is, is still having a pretty damn decent year. 69% completion rating, 10 touchdowns with just three interceptions. Like, he's been under the radar because Atlanta hasn't been playing very well. But, yeah, Matty Ice is having a pretty damn good year. Yeah, he does. He just quietly does his thing um, and puts up points and or puts up yards and statistics, and he'll be there at the end. I mean, I think Travis sends me a, a picture of him with some new record he breaks every week. Like, yeah. I care. Um, but, uh, and then here's one I talked about early in a couple minutes ago when we were talking about these games, but I'm actually going to take the Lions plus 17 against the the Rams. I love the Rams. I think they're a really good football team. And yes, they're going to win this game. But it's one of those things where if you've been watching the news, they like golf apparently is in disarray. They're like really, they're really kind of talking about him in Detroit. Like he's kind of like lost his way. He looks like he's just sad and a lost puppy dog. But this is one of those revenge type games where while they won't win, it's going to be a little bit close for a while. And to be beaten by three scores in the NFL is kind of tough. So I like the Lions to cover that 17 uh, just because it's kind of like a, you know, it's one of those, like, like, I don't know, rivalry type things where you're playing against the team that traded you away. You know what I mean? So that's, that's my thought process there. I know the Lions are fucking terrible, but they played the Ravens pretty good. They've had a couple good close games or at least competitive games and when you got a quarterback going to his old team, he's trying to prove a point that you made a mistake. I think they're competitive enough to keep it inside of three scores. Yeah, I do think that Detroit is the best uh, terrible team in the league. Like they can be competitive uh, week in, week out. There's definitely some duds there, but I think if if we are going to have to have a hierarchy of terrible teams, um, I'm, I'm thinking that Detroit is better than Miami. They're probably better than the Giants. They are probably better than you know, Jets. teams that are in the bottom. The goddamn Jets. Uh, these teams that are in the bottom of the barrel. Yep. So you got a wild card game for me? I do. I've got the reeling Kansas City Chiefs coming into Nashville to play Tennessee on Sunday afternoon. The line's kind of been all over the place. It's down to four and a half in most places. Kansas City laying the four and a half what up it's tough and what are you thinking here <laughs> so i think that the it is really tough because i think the game plays between four and six points because you can run the ball with derrick henry who's by the way the most ridiculous running back i think we'll ever watch he's big he's fast he's strong he's quick he's unbelievable so i i would take the chiefs at four and a half if the line moves a little bit north of there to five and a half or six I'd probably come back on the other side of it with the Titans um, because I think the game lands I think the game lands right around five or six so I'll, I'll take the Chiefs right now um, but the money starts moving it the other way I would, I would, I'd, I'd think about jumping on the Titans I do like I do think that it's going to be under the 57 and a half though I don't think this is going to be that kind of high high scoring game because when you run the ball you tend to bleed the clock 
So yep. I, I yep. like the I like the under 57 and a half in the game um, with a lot of like like just you're gonna it might be the end of the first quarter and it might be something like seven to three and you're thinking to yourself like God are they ever gonna put up points or it might be you know three nothing. I just don't think that I think that it's gonna be a lot of TikTok TikTok as the as the thing stays under. That's my two cents. Yeah, I was ready to pull the trigger on Tennessee plus five today, but I kind of thought about it. You know, the fact that five is is a uh, a bit of a dead number, so to speak. So, you know, I'd rather come back at six than play them at five. So, you know, if, if it stays at four, four and a half, I probably will stay away. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of where, uh, where I'm thinking on that Kansas City-Tennessee game. All right, so we got your three plays in. I am actually going to side with you on the uh, the under 57 and a half in that very Chiefs Titans game. I I just think that you know Tennessee runs the hell out of the ball. They they have the second most rush, rushing attempts in National Football League. They're going to run it a lot and uh, you know they're a team that they can bleed the clock. I'm not sure that I'm prepared to play play either side. But, you know, with with Mahomes being what he is, you got to think the Titans are just going to have a steady diet of, of, uh, of Derrick Henry, bleed the clock. I think he'll get 25 carries and, you know, keep this thing under the 57, 57 and a half, whatever the number is. So that's my first play is the under 57 in the Chiefs-Titans game. And another thing, you know, the Chiefs, who knows what they are at this point? I mean, it wouldn't shock me if the Chiefs came out and they laid an egg and they, and they got beaten this game. And, you know, they're playing from behind and Tennessee is bleeding the clock. And, you know, come you know the final tick, it's 31-17 or 31-21 Tennessee. I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility for Tennessee to win this game. No, not at all. I mean, it, did, it was at times if you watch that Tennessee-Buffalo game, though, and you looked over and you saw Vrabel, he looked pretty upset through the first quarter and a half of that game. Like, they didn't know what the hell they were doing. And then all of a sudden, Henry just took it over. And I think that's the thing about Tennessee. If they start, if he starts taking the game over, I mean, it's it's really hard to beat them. And you know that from watching him do it in, in Baltimore three years ago. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It's absolutely. just he can, he can single-handedly take the game over. And that's really shocking to see. You haven't seen that out of a running back. I'm, I mean, in a long time. Like maybe since Barry Sanders. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I mean, he's a game changer. He he dominates the game, and I, I do think that he'll have an influence on that fifty-seven. And you know, how often do you see a number that high in the National Football League, fifty-seven and a half? You'll see some fifty-four and a half. You'll see some fifty-fives, but a fifty-seven is—I don't have the numbers in front of me, but that, I haven't seen that in a long time. No, it's the highest one in the next two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> If nothing else, you've got to play. You know, you've got to play the uh, the under just out of principle. You can't play an <laughs> over. You no, know, you can't play an over on uh, you know a game with that many points. True, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Uh, play number two is the New England Patriots laying seven against the New York Football Jets. Uh, you know, the Jets have the third worst turnover differential in the league. They have the 31st overall offense. They're really just god-awful. That on top of the fact that Mac Jones is 
very quietly putting together a pretty damn good rookie season for the Patriots. I mean, he's number four in the league, in the National Football League, in completion percentage. You know, he's not throwing the ball downfield as much, but when you're completing 71% of your passes, that means you're able to control the clock, you can control the possession. So I think that the Patriots are a lot better than their 2-4 and four record indicates. And uh, I'm going to ride Billy Brass Balls here and the Pats <laughs> minus 7 at home in Foxborough. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to bet the Jets on this game. I I, I would say you could probably get the 9 down to 6.5 if you want to pay a little bit more juice on it. But, I mean, just so you don't push it just in case. You know what I mean? I, I just... But I don't think it's going to be that close. The Jets are a disaster. They've been a disaster, and the Pats beat the crap out of them every year. So I'm with you on this one. I think Mac Jones is having a very solid, solid year. And remember, they all, they they almost beat Dallas. Um, and Dallas is a damn good football team, so remember that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Although I, I would caution against kind of having that mentality of they beat them, therefore they should beat them. Like, you know how that kind of – kicks you in the ass sometimes but they played very well last week against Dallas yes all right play number three play number three was on the slate this week there's just nothing that really jumped out so I'm gonna go ahead and play the Eagles playing in Vegas catching the three and a half uh the public loves Las Vegas here they're at 66 percent of plays are on Vegas which usually does not spell a good thing for you know for uh, people playing the Raiders here. Philly's got the number five ranked pass defense in the league. Of course, we know that Vegas likes to throw the ball a lot. Philly is god awful against the run. They're 28th against the run, but uh, I, I do think that the Eagles Eagles are two and four, of course, but they've lost to the Cowboys. They've lost to the Chiefs. They've lost the Buccaneers, and they've lost the 49ers. Yeah. So their schedule has been brutal. I don't think they're necessarily a good team, but I don't think Las Vegas is any good either. They, they got beat by Chicago rather handily in Vegas two weeks ago. So uh, I think the fact that Philly's getting north of a field goal here is you know, the reason to play the Eagles plus three and a half, plus their coach loves to cover. He went for two last Thursday night in order to get the cover against the Bucks. He he, he wants to help his, his people out, so <laughs> I see no reason why not to play the Eagles plus three and a half in Vegas this Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I agree with you. And they've actually moved down to three. So it's moving the other it's moving, you know, the other way if you wanna take Philly, you know. So um I I, I love your analysis of it. I agree with you. Uh, I don't think Oakland's that good. And I don't think Philly's that bad. I think they're not a good football team, but they're not as bad as a record. You you point out four really good teams that they lost to. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's, it's crazy that they that they their first six games had four really tough teams like that. But there there's a number of teams that have kind of come through that. In the end, they'll probably come back to where they really should be. But yeah, I think this is a good spot for the Eagles. Um, you know, catching north of north of a field goal, like you said, it is down to plus three, minus one twenty now. So if you're going to play the plus three, you're going to pay a bit more juice. But uh, you know, it's just a matter of maybe waiting that out and seeing if it comes back down to three, and seeing if you can you know pay for that for the hook there to get you north of a field goal. Yep. 
So let's let's try and get six wins, seven wins this week, Tonto, <laughs> and keep this thing rolling up. You know, I went through a skid there, got a winning week last week. You went back to 500 for your plays last week. But we'll see what happens in week seven. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, again, we were having a good run on it so far. You know, all in all, uh, I think we've we've started out this year a lot better than we started out last year. So it's uh, it's it's a win, man. It's a win. I think so. We'll try and do better next week, folks. This is the Professor with Conta the Greek. So long, friends. Peace.